0: So welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life, and I'm your hostess, Mostess, Gaia Morissette, and today we are going to talk about getting knocked up, which surprisingly, for the girl who talks about sex all the time, I don't actually get to talk about pregnancy (laughs) and having babies very much. I spend a lot of time talking about how to not have those things happen. So this is a, I'm super stoked. I'm super excited to have my guest who is a fertility expert and coach. And I'm going to let her introduce herself because I don't want to, you know, say things that are not necessarily true.
1: <laughs> all right, Cassandra, welcome to the show. Tell us all Thank about you. So- Okay, I'll tell you all about me. Okay, thank you so much, first of all, Gaia. this I love your show, and it was such an honor to interview you for my speaker series, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really fun, because of course, people ha- tend to have to have sex to make babies. And yeah. not everyone. I didn't. I'm have a. A, I'm a solo parent, so there was no man involved other than at a clinic Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh so I'm a fertility coach and a medical intuitive and I work with people to knock out their their crappy beliefs and and their shitty thoughts and whatnot to get them knocked up and because so much of it actually is up here um up where because we got listeners we got listeners that well, can see thank us. Thank you yes. for the reminder. Yes. A lot of it is actually what's going on in your head. Um, we we forget that the the mind and the, the brain really actually control the body, right? Like, yeah, aren't you glad that you don't have to worry about if your heart's gonna beat all day long? Yeah, and if you don't have to remind yourself to like take a breath in, take a breath out, let your breath out, right? I mean, it's yeah. good to do that because actually bringing your mindfulness into your life but you don't have to um so it's amazing the connection between the mind body and uh and the way I describe it I'm going to talk about the, the mind body connection if I may just jump in a little bit the way I go describe for it, it is the thank you <laughs> I was going to do it anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, you, I give you consent i all about consent you,
1: you ask for consent i give you consent go for it <laughs> I appreciate it. It's very important to have consent. (laughs) So uh, the fertility clinics, fertility doctors, they are absolute experts and they know how to operate your reproductive system. They're Mm. incredible at it. What they can do is remarkable. Um, And they really focus on that area. And then you get all the alternative therapy practitioners who really get the body up. Operating optimally, your hormonal system, your digestive system, all of these things that re- it's really important that they work properly in order to conceive and carry a baby to term, especially when you're not, you know, 20 when you're trying to conceive. I was 44 when I conceived. So it's these factors come into play. And then, um, but then most people don't deal with the mindset, the thoughts, the everything that's going on above your shoulders. There, I found a way to describe it without using my hands. (laughs) Because I'm, if you could see me, I'm I'm doing that. I'm touching my shoulders and going up. (laughs) So um, the mind is, mind-body connection is critical. So there's research out of Harvard, and I hope everybody actually like really processes this thought. So I'm going to bring attention to it. There is research out of Harvard where they did a all they did was a mind body program for people and they did a 10-week program for people who were trying to conceive naturally and the people for every one person who conceived without the mind body program three people conceived with the mind body program Mm. so it's like, that's a massive difference. It's not like 30%. It's three times the chance of conceiving when you follow a mind-body program. And then you also have um, with okay, IBS. Hold on. Hold on. They do- okay.
0: So let's talk about what is the mind-body program? Because I think that people who are new to these concepts, let's give them, let's give them some, you know, information so that they're, they're on the same page with us.
1: Absolutely. Uh, And there are, I would say there are different forms of it, but it's really about connecting your mind to your body. So for me in my, in my work, because I work with people through medical intuition and fertility, most of the time they're linked. And so for me, it's, it's really about trying to bring somebody into wholeness and I'll explain what I mean. So if we were all operating in a balanced way and fully whole, we would be operating 33.3% in the mind, 33.3% in the body and 33.3% in the soul. And, mm-hmm. and just to elaborate on that, mind is um, interpretation. So how, how the stories we make up around mm-hmm. different events. Um, perception, and the less- perception, our stories perception. and our perception.
0: Of the data exactly. that we're taking in and the perception that we perceive that what that data means. Right. And then our emotional reaction to that data is all a big piece of that, right? Like it's it's not mm-hmm. just a thought, it's mm-hmm. how that thought is, in, is interpreted.
1: You're absolutely right. And just to elaborate even on that more, how you interpret it, an event like say, in divorce, right there's a he said she said the actual event is the divorce, that's it. yeah, but once you get into the he said she said, both sides are making it up to a certain extent, based on their perception, based on their perspective and uh, and a lot of it is story it's not ne- it's not necessarily a fact. But those stories, as you said, Gaia, absolutely bang on. Those stories create the, the emotions that we attach to them. And get this, those emotions are what land on the body and cause energetic disruption. Absolutely. So, and yeah. also all the
0: biochemical responses that our brain produces, cortisol and adrenaline, all of these things based on that emotional response based on the perception of the situation based on all the filters because like those stories and when we talk about perception it's like there's a filter we all have filters and those filters were created usually when we were young and so whatever those filters are Somebody can say green and they can come in and one person can say, oh, that's a color. Another person can mean, it could mean, oh, that's recycling. Oh, like there's just so many different variations of the filtering systems of what allows us to have that perception and take in that data and then react and respond to whatever that is. And for most of us, Mm -hmm. it's, um, and I'm gonna use my language here for a second. I like to call them bad shit crazy.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. it, a lot of time, our perception of reality is incredibly distorted.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and we spend a lot of time just to elaborate even on that. Our whole society is set up to favor the mind. Yes. So like, you know, think about how we, how we teach kids. Oh, good, good work, Johnny. You you did well on that math test. It's all oh, I used my mind. I got you know some some accolades from my my mom or my teacher. So I better use my mind some more. Yeah. And at okay. the same time, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say, which just keeps reinforcing. So then now the yeah. behavior is anchored in the thought and the feelings, and it's all
1: intertwined into all of those pieces. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So you can see how we end up in the mind so much, right? Yeah. Um yeah, and and most of my most of the people who come to me, they're they're really a high percentage in the mind. I've only had 3 people who weren't, myself included. Go ahead guy. Well, my question is is that what are some of the mind filters? That's that's,
0: that's, what, that's that's what we name them let's name them the mind filters so that there's no judgment in it it's just like we all we all have them right so it's not even even the blockages i don't even like using that word because again there's some negative connotation into it right so what are the right. filters what are the typical filters that are not serving people when they're trying to get
1: pregnant what are some of those oh. filters goodness well by the time people have come to see me, often it's like, I've waited too long. I'm, you know, I drank too much. I'm a bad person. It's not going to happen for me. You know, like, oh, it's, it, I've had a miscarriage. I'm just going to have another miscarriage. I'm, I'm old, so I'm going to have a sick baby. Um, there's so many. I don't deserve to have a, a baby. I can't handle having a health, uh, an unhealthy baby like it's there there oh there are whole other ones that people don't talk about well people don't talk about most of them but um what's going to happen to my body what's mm-hmm. going to happen to my career i you know i i i really like my body i really like my career i'm i'm not sure i'm really willing to give them up um i really like my lifestyle i, I while i want a baby i i sort of don't want to give up my lifestyle so there's so many lenses that people are looking through um that create challenges for them right I had one client that I was working with and every time she left I was like energy drained and I'm an intuitive so I'm usually like woo I'm pumped because I just worked with this person and I kept getting drained and I realized I I had to check in with myself and I realized part of her didn't want to get pregnant how do you tell somebody that, especially she had fifty thousand dollars already invested? So, but we talked about it, and she completely transformed because it it brought it to the surface for her. So there are a lot of things that people are hang on to, and or or and some of them come from further back, right? Like my grandmother had all these miscarriages, and and the thing is, is that they aren't always in the conscious mind. We're talking about the mind layers. A lot of them we just went through are are conscious people are conscious of there are also ones that people aren't conscious of yeah so it's tricky
0: mm-hmm. it is it's beautiful though it's beautiful to talk like i love that we're having this conversation and i love that you know we're leaning into what are some of those things that you know people are struggling with and what are the you know what are some of the mind stuff so what are some of the body energetic because of the mind stuff that people are sh- struggling with well,
1: Yeah. Well, actually, if I might just go back to, to, I started talking about the mind body. Oh Um, yeah. 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 And then I'll go into, to some of the things. So the body part is actually our, our, um, Oh my goodness. All of a sudden I've got the, the, um, interpretation. What do you feel? Sensation. Sorry. (laughs) That word went out of my mind sensation in the body so while we're teaching kids and we all pursue the mind we're actually also teaching them to ignore the sensations they have in their body Mm -hmm. for me it was i always had butterflies in my stomach but that was information that's actually your intuition telling you things like we even we've gotten so bad that we even suppress when we need to go to the bathroom who has who hasn't gone seen a, a gas station when you're on a road trip and gone. Oh, I can hold it to the next one, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't yeah. even. to Our body. I need to go to the bathroom now. Like that'd be a good idea, <laughs> right? Yes. We skip meals. We hear, uh, you know, our belly's hungry. It's giving us all the cues, and we're like, "I gotta keep this work going. I can't go. I can't stop to eat right now." Uh, so we actually suppress even just our really obvious signs that our body gives us, and I'm sure you know. I want to have sex, right? Who like avoids that? And that's kind of yucky. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we completely ignore. Like, I mean, that's a whole
0: other conversation about our our denial, denial. You know, like it's the denial of our needs. And really, I think like that's I I, I find is fascinating is that how much we are taught really young to deny our needs on all of the levels that we're talking about, our mind, body, and soul. Like we are totally from a societal North American cultural society. We have been taught to deny those needs, whatever that is, eating, going to the bathroom, sleeping, pleasure, joy, food, like all of it.
1: Yeah, totally. So, so, and that's one of the things that I, I teach people like through our process is like when you get information from your body like when you have a feeling in your body you can literally just say is there something i need to know and see if a maybe an idea will come into your head for a friend of mine he doesn't get any feedback from it but it goes away like that because he actually acknowledged that he was listening to his body right <laughs> so it's so the body is where we get our intuition talks to us so it's a great way to listen and then the third area and and sorry we'd be operating 33.3 percent in that body area and then the other area is the soul and we would be operating 33.3 percent in that and that is just like leaning in and trusting that the universe has got your back as opposed to trying to control everything i mean control is is really fear-based right (laughs) Uh, so it's not really a great place to be, but lots of us end up there, right? Yeah. So the whole the whole soul area is about surrender and how can you just you know, at how can you release what your whatever you're trying to do. I mean, people do it through you know manifestation and and just sort of putting it out there. And I I work with people and use the God box that that uh, um, Abraham Hicks I think introduced um and and just like trust that it, it's going to happen and and take the steps to make things in your life happen as opposed to going back to the mind and focusing on what you don't want to happen mm-hmm. right so that's kind sort of the mind body soul thing that i was talking about earlier and i just wanted to add to that
0: piece of anybody who's like listening who's like ooh soul that's religious that uh, e o that makes me uncomfortable um i want to talk about just energy it's the energy of the essence of you and it doesn't have to be anything other than that and listening to that energetic response like you know when I say the word you know energy a lot of people who are don't move in that world will be like I don't know what you're talking about Gaia." (laughs) one of the things that I do is like okay everything around us is made up of energy Everything exists around us is about energy. It's about our own, each energy has its own frequency and who we are has his own frequency. So if we just go into the frequency piece, then that's that's an important part. You can't deny that part. Even if you don't believe that there's anything after death or anything else, you're still an energetic being because everything that's made up in this dimension is made from energy.
1: It's for all my science people. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's so true. And I'm a science person. I should clarify. I've biology background all the way. I like to understand what's going on in the world. So, um, but also to return to your question about what's going on in the body. So I work with people to get them as close to wholeness as possible. Mm-hmm. That can help a lot. And honestly, I it can feel incredible too. The first time I actually got to be more whole myself, so many wonderful things were happening all at once that I had to shut it down. It was really too scary. We are not used to life going, you know, amazing, right? Because we've oh, yes. gotten kind of attached to this whole pain idea and our wounds. And anyway, don't get me started. Um, so then you asked about the body. So what can be going on in the body? There's so many things that can be going on in the body: Block tubes, you know. Uh, Age, of course, is one of the reasons that you'll hear from from medical doctors. Um, but it, there's just endometriosis, PCOS. Like there's just such a long list. And basic and and on the male side too, they can have swimmers that swim in circles. They can have swimmers that don't swim. You know, I, I actually have had two clients that um, were born without the what's called the vas deferens, which is basically the tube that takes sperm from the testes out the penis. So they're shooting blanks their whole life. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to get pregnant naturally if you have that going on, right? So there are a lot of different things that can go on in the body. And and I would say the latest research that I've seen is that on the female side, it's about 60% attributed to the women. And on the male side, it's about 40%. And then there's also um, unexplained infertility. And I would say a lot of people who are in that category come to me. Now, other people who are in the other categories do as well. Um, but they tend to end up focusing a lot on the physical. Uh, whereas if you have unexplained infertility, like they can't put a point to a physical thing that's going on, then they have to search elsewhere, right? Yeah. So that's where they end up coming to me. So what would you say
0: is the top th- Three challenges of getting knocked up, having a baby.
1: <laughs> well, Chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> well, as I just said, I think female infertility is sixty percent, male infertility forty percent, and then you have this unexplained infertility, which so I, I think.
0: I think though, that's what I'm asking for is let's, let's go into the unexplained infertility. Right. Right. Oh, so yeah. of, okay. of that, what would you say are like the top
1: three yeah, struggles? What you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good question. I would say people's thoughts are one of them for sure. Um, Whatever, Because when you're thinking, I love the term, every thought is a prayer. Mm. So if you keep, if you're thinking all day long, you know, why me? Why can't I get pregnant? Um, Some people are traumatized and can't go to baby showers. They can't, they see a pregnant woman on the street and they're triggered. Um, They see a baby, they're triggered. Um, So they're, they're really stuck um, and we help them get unstuck. And, and it's really painful. Like I, like the problem is when you're, when you're focused on your pain, you're very likely to get more of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I say that with all kinds of compassion and sensitivity to the people who experience that, because yeah. I like, it. it's really hard. And I understand that it's not a case of, I think they should just be able to put it away. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to help them through that. And that's huge. And that's their thoughts. The other is that, that people don't realize is that we actually, we inherit a lot of our beliefs and we, you know, we come in with tribal beliefs and whatnot. So, you know, like if you're not, uh, people who are older often have been harassed constantly by their parents and their, their broader family. Oh, why haven't you started a family yet? And like, even me, I, I was never married. And I always planned to have a family partner or not. And my whole family had given up on me. They thought that I would never have children. I got asked a lot when I was younger and then they gave up on me. And and so I shocked the hell out of everyone when I announced that I was pregnant at 44. Um, so those tribal beliefs really can influence us as well as our own beliefs and the ones that we inherited. Like it just is so many um, Things and, and the problem with those ones is that a lot of it, we don't know what we don't know, yeah, right? So they're, they're hidden beliefs that, that we, they might influence how we live our lives, but we can't necessarily put our finger on it and go, oh, I'm doing this. I'm not getting pregnant because, you know, my, my mother was raped and had, you know, blah, blah, whatever it was, but they, you carried this with you. So it's it's fascinating and we don't necessarily, it's not like um, through the work that I do with people, we don't have to actually identify it. That's, this is actually one of the things I'd love to just take a, a few seconds to explain. Um, therapy is wonderful. Therapy looks a lot at the past and figures out, you know, why we behave the way we do based on our experience, right? So we're looking back and we're assessing it and we kind of pull it apart and, and often have to re-experience it, right? Um, with coaching, we I, I'm not taking anybody, I'm not a therapist. Um, we don't take people back into that. Um, they might They might remember things based on the coaching that we do, but I try to keep them really focused on the future and how to get there. So we come up, with strategies to to um, move them forward, move them to where they they want to be, and it's really important to have a strategy. Like if you're going to run a marathon, you don't just wake up one day and go, "Hey, I think I think this weekend I'll run a marathon." Right? You you yeah you, start yeah, you train. You change your diet. You you're like all in. You actually lots of athletes work on their mindset. In mm-hmm. fact, um, heavyweight champions they can't do. Although they can't train all every day to the level that they need to for to win the championship because they would injure themselves immediately. Yeah. And yeah, so they literally they've had they've been hooked up to machines and they literally do their whole training in their mind, they go through the whole process and they have the same physical benefits as if they did the exercise. Oh yeah. The brain
0: is so powerful. So powerful. Okay. So we got, we got our thoughts is one of the major ones. Okay. Yeah. I, our thoughts and our beliefs. Then I heard you talking about triggers and feelings. So I imagine that would be the next one around the emotions that are being affected by those thoughts and beliefs.
1: For sure. Absolutely. And emotions is
0: a huge one. Because it's hard, I'm, I imagine it must be incredibly hard to um, conceive, nothing is going to be open to receiving no. and creation no. in that place of fear, sadness, worry, anxiety.
1: You're right, and, and it is a huge one. Um, but as you also said, it's kind of the result of the beliefs and the thoughts, right? So yeah. we don't go in and say, okay guess what? Now we want you to be happy and just make somebody try and be happy when they feel like crap. So if we can start to shift their, their, their thinking and their beliefs, um, they naturally start to feel better. And there are some, some tricks to, to, um, hang on, where's the pen to actually make yourself feel better without changing them too. Like, I don't know if you've heard that the one about holding a pen, so if you yep. hold a pen in your teeth, your your your, cheek, your mouth actually turns up a bit at the end. You can't help it, and so it, it forces it your brain to think-, to think that you're smiling. Nice. Yeah. Some of it is like some of it is like brain hacks. Yeah. Right. It's like okay, I have to. I'm really especially if you're like really low, I gotta trick myself somehow into starting to feel better because then once you start to feel better then you can actually take action to really make yourself feel better right it's yeah. the whole cycle yeah
0: I I always say you gotta fake it till you make it and it's the only thing I support faking <laughs> you're not allowed to fake <laughs> orgasms but you can fake oh. happiness and you can fake the other things to bring yourself up but orgasms yeah. no everything else is okay <laughs> absolutely.
1: absolutely okay so what else do we got Okay. Well, do we, do you want to talk about the the speaker series now or do you want to talk about anything else? first? Well, I was going to say, well, what was the third one? So we're, I'm still waiting. Third one. one. Right. Well, I mean, the, the emotions are huge. We just tend to focus on the the thoughts and the beliefs. Um, What would a third one for, for, um, well, str- well, oh, it's it's, not- a,
0: it's about the sh- it's it's about the struggle part of it, right? So not so yeah. much about what you're doing to kind of course correct and help them through the process, but what do they come in with?
1: Well, thoughts and beliefs are, are huge. What we focus on, right? Because yeah. we, we kind of we knock out their their shitty thinking and their yeah. their beliefs, right? So um, what about
0: action? Yeah. So what about the certain actions that they're taking? that can be part of the part of the, the um, creating the struggle around the conception so what was some of those like well, behaviors and actions
1: that can be their lifestyle choices some of them and and it's and i tackled them from the perspective of their thoughts and behaviors but they're definitely lifestyle and and the thing is it can be stuff that you don't think of right um and like again what? that's that's like I was just to. Yes, yes, yes. I um, So it can be stuff that you don't think I'd like. Um, a lot of people have this have, again, it goes back to thinking that they will get pregnant, have the baby, and then um, ch- like fix things around the house or do whatever they need to do to incorporate the baby. But the thing is, is that, and this goes back to a little bit of woo woo, You're actually trying to get a soul to come and hang out with you so that they can be your kid. And so it's kind of a chicken or egg thing. So they, they, what if you have to like clean up your life to the way it's going to be when you're a parent Mm -hmm. in order for the you to get a soul to come live with you. And, Mm -hmm. and that's just one, you know, a little bit woo woo lifestyle thing, but it's also um, clutter. Like all of the things that make your mind busy. And I just said clutter. Cause that's the one that came to mind. Relationships that aren't serving you. Um, the, your space, if you if your space is full of a whole bunch of shit, there's a, this is not going well up here. Right. Um, and, and it's amazing how much I, I use a, I work through people and I, what do I call it? Clear the space. And sometimes that means the physical space. Sometimes it means the mental space calendars, People get their calendars so jammed. Why would a a soul coming in think that there's any room for a baby, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's help. It's asking people to think a little bit outside themselves Mm -hmm. because you like. This is the one time that we can actually participate in a miracle, and all Mm -hmm. of us can do it, right? I mean, a man can't carry the baby, but he can certainly be part of it, Um, and so we kind of need to get are are things in order um in order to invite somebody to choose you because that's i mean that's what everybody talks about is that a soul chooses their parents for me it's a one parent but um it's really important to like clean up your life and that that doesn't mean um sure as from the fertility's perspective you probably shouldn't drink a whole lot you know drugs all of these things and that again goes back to the physical body um but what things can you clean up in your life that you haven't considered relationships that aren't serving you your space look around is it is it you know crammed to the hilt you might want to do because and, oh and this is a this is i think i learned this from carolyn mace everything that you have um everything that you have and every, like every unfinished project, every, everything, you are connected to it with your energy and in real time. And you're connected to it all the time. So you're depleting your energy by having those things. So like I just cleaned house, no more projects. If I haven't completed it, it goes. Mm -hmm. So it's things like that. Does that, I hope that helps. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about why,
0: let's talk about the the speaker series and tell me why you were inspired to create it in the first place. So let's talk, let's talk about what it is and then what inspired you to do it.
1: Okay. So I put together, uh, the fruitful fertility speaker series. Um, I have, I believe it's 22 experts. um, And of course I'm one of them. <laughs> okay, keep going. We, <laughs> the first question was the why I put it together and then no, what, what it is. is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts on Monday and it runs nine days. And we have three talks a day. I think two days I have two, but um three talks a day and you can sign up for it. And you'll get an email with those three talks. You've got three days to watch each talk. And it's got amazing speakers. It ended up being like a global event. So we've got people from Belize and Spain. One woman was in South Africa, US, Canada, uh, all all over the place, Australia. So it's been really fun for me because I've made connections with all these wonderful people. And they're just sharing their perspective on different aspects of... The fertility journey. Um, I'll I'll just name, if I may I'll name off a few types of okay. I need yes. a list so that I leave a whole bunch of out. So you have like me talking about medical intuition and fertility coaching, and then you have um, we have somebody talking about hypnosis, traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture. Um, we have another fertility coach, a physical trainer, pelvic floor, um, improving your pelvic floor, um, diet cycle monitoring, mindset, beliefs, spiritual aspects. Like there are just so many topics that we cover and which leads me to the, the reason that I did it. Um, I wanted to put this together. So especially in Ontario, we're in Ontario, Canada. Um, you tend to, you're not conceiving. You go to the, the, your doctor after, depending on how old you are, six months to a year, you tell them that you're not and they start, they send you to the fertility clinic to get your, you know, all the diagnostic tests done and whatnot to see what's going on. Just that event. And trust me, everyone should do it. I'm not saying that you, that you take the approach that we're talking about um, in isolation of the medical process, not at all. So you still need to know if you're, if you've got tubes, if you've got a uterus, some people don't have uteruses, uh, or if you have that best deference, it's really important to do the medical assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you go that route, especially in Ontario, now you get one round of in vitro fertilization free. So you kind of just keep on that road, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and that's not your only option. So and but the and as I said before, the the experts who work in the fertility clinics. They are absolute experts and they don't, and they off, often offer acupuncture, but they don't necessarily treat the whole body, ne- mm-hmm. never mind the whole being. So, I really wanted to feature a whole bunch of other things that people are doing in the area of fertility that mm-hmm. you're not going to find at the fertility clinic, aren't necessarily labeled fertility, um, but they all play a huge role in it. So that's, that was my inspiration. Nice. And um,
0: so we'll have the link in the show notes so that you can, it's easy. Click. You don't even have to think about it. (laughs) and um, You'll find it in all the descriptions of all the stuff. You'll have the, have the link. Um but for whatever reason, if you happen to be hearing this and you don't actually have access to to actually what the link is, um, do you want to give a shout out to what the the website is just in case
1: I'd have to look it up sorry <laughs> <One> thing, <laughs> while I'm looking for that because um, I want to give your one uh what while I'm looking for that um, one thing I'll just share is that um some themes I'd like to just, just mention, um, that came out of this whole thing, which I thought was really cool. And they are like, people really were talking about how you need to be whole and we, mm-hmm. you need to look at the whole body, yep. um, and the whole person. Um, you really need to look for the hidden reasons that you're not getting, that you're not conceiving or you're not carrying to term. And uh, that's on a physical level, but once you've resolved anything that's physical, then you, you have to keep looking if you really want to to have a baby. Um, energy. We, we talked a little bit about energy and that seems to be a theme that came up a lot through this whole one. And the other one that I, that I really want to mention is um, you have to advocate for yourself. Mm. And, right and if you're not getting answers from and this came up a few times both physically and just when you get when you don't get answers you need to keep looking even if it takes you down a different path um right and advocate for yourself like if you don't get answers with a a fertility clinic you might want to try another one Mm -hmm. um you know you it just if you don't get answers from a acupuncturist and you don't find it a positive experience, go try another one. It doesn't mean that it, you rule it out, right? Yeah. So I think it's important to, to really, because we do tend to relinquish control for our bodies to our medical system. Yeah. Um, and just to remember that we can play a role in that. So yeah. there you go. Okay. And sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sex and relationships.
0: Like, I. There's one yeah. thing that you know we didn't we didn't talk about other than clearing out the relationships that aren't serving you. But like, if you're bringing in a soul into an environment of your and you happen to be in a partnership that you're doing that in, what mm-hmm. your relationship is like? Where are you in your relationship? Where are you emotionally in your relationship? What's your communications? What's your sex life like? Like all of those pieces are an a crucial piece of the, you're bringing in a soul and how do you like each, and And that, you know, one of the, the, our talk was about how do you still want and like the person that you're trying to conceive with? Because it becomes so clinical that there's such a disconnect that it stops being fun and sexy and playful. And that was what that's, that's the talk that I gave. Right. But it's, it's an important piece, right? It's like the holistic perspective of every aspect of it.
1: Yes, absolutely. And Guy, your talk, I referenced a lot of times throughout because it does become so clinical and it does become really kind of disconnected from, you know, I'm in a loving relationship. Now, of course, some people aren't. And that's, and like myself, I did it on my own. Um, but really, even for me, the piece that I had to let go of was the fact that I was still attached to a man and the idea of the two-parent family. So it can be that simple. And I, and I speak to that as well with respect to my experience, because I changed my mindset and was pregnant two weeks later for the first time ever after two years of trying. So you're right. I, and I just had my mindset in the wrong type of relationship, right? I had it in the two-parent family. So you're absolutely right. And your, your talk absolutely was like a critical piece that seriously, that I don't think people really talk about, Uh right? When they get on the fertility journey, it's like, oh crap, you know, men say, I just want my wife back. And, and women are like, I got to have sex this day. and, And then you have performance anxiety. And then you like, it's just not pretty. So that's one of the things that people try to do is peel away those layers. And how can we have some fun? And Gaia gives some great information. So if you're if you are trying to, get to conceive and you love Gaia, you have to at least sign up just to watch hers because it really- <laughs> it's really worth it. It's really worth it. Yeah, you got some
0: really it good is. stuff. I give some really juicy. And you know what? I would even say I would even go as far to say even if you aren't trying to conceive. At this moment but at some point down the road you are looking to conceive I would still sign up because this is a great getting the information getting yourself set up it's like a instead of being in the crisis we're doing preventative right so you know even if you're not at that space in your life where you're like yeah I don't want any babies um, but someday you might because most of us know whether we're want to make babies or we don't want to make babies. Like that's a pretty like majority of us kind of either have that decision or not have that decision. And so if you think that you might fall into the category of, I think I might like to have some babies then I highly recommend this, this speaker's series because you're going to learn all sorts of stuff. And it also can give you the support of other people in your life that may be trying to conceive and are struggling with that, to be able to have some understanding, some compassion, some empathy, um, maybe being uh, better to have conversations about it. So I really think that this is for people who either A, are trying at the moment, B, think you might wanna try sometime, or C, you have people around you who are trying to have babies. (laughs) I actually think it would be really beneficial.
1: You're absolutely right. And to be honest, uh, Gaia, it even has part aspects of it that would be helpful to people who aren't trying, right? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, keeping it sexy to, for your relationship, um, cycle monitoring, not necessarily to conceive, but maybe to not conceive yep. and, and actually to even increase your vitality where, you know, women are different, a different beast than men. So we, and yet we, we try to live like them. So I've got a couple of talk of presenters who talk about, you know, your cycle and the power that we have with our cycle. Right. So I think there, there's a lot of information in there. And it's so true with the, the being proactive. Cause even, even if you um, are thinking of trying in a few months, let's say, but you're, you know, you don't, don't feel you have time. Although a lot of people have time right now because we're in a pandemic, but anyway, it's another topic. Um, But like, 90 days before you conceive is when that um, egg, that follicle starts to mature. So it's actually a critical time. And for male sperm, 90 days before you conceive, before you actually release that egg, you're working on it. So what you do in those 90 days can significantly impact that the quality of that egg and sperm so it can improve your chances and to be honest once if you implemented some of the things in this even a year or two before it would just make it that much easier once you get there and you're not as you say in crisis mode oh my god i'm not conceiving you you, why one client who started to work with me before she even started trying she got pregnant the first time and she had a low ovarian reserve, you know, they were warning her that it might take a while pregnant the first time she lost the baby because she, she was, she had mixed emotions. She even called me and she said, I think I know why. And she had, she was excited about the baby and she was in a, a more casual relationship, but a committed casual relationship. And she figured that would go away. And so it forced her to have the conversation with him. And he said, I'm not going anywhere. You might not have as much time for me, but I'm not going anywhere. Next time she's conceived and she kept it because yeah. she now was clear, right? She had this conflict going on in her subconscious. Yeah. So, so yes, you're absolutely right. And I, and I found the website to be able to give it. Okay. All right. <laughs> give, give us okay. the, the, the website just so that everybody okay. can find it
0: just in case they listen somewhere that they don't have the. Yeah. Easy click.
1: Of course. So knocked up dot dot co slash fruitful dash fertility. Beautiful. I know it's too long. But anyway, there you go.
0: And how can people spend more time with you? If they wanted they wanted to get your coaching, they wanted to spend some more time with you. That, what are the ways in which they can do that?
1: They can go to my website, which is wanna get knocked okay. um, they can contact me. My I have a contact page on there or my email I'm happy to talk to people is Cassandra at wanaget knocked up.com. Beautiful. Um, And that's probably the best way. All right. Thanks for being awesome. on the show. Thank you. This and, has been awesome.
0: And uh, you know, for all of our wonderful listeners and audience, um, you know, again, you know, I highly recommend it. Um, you know, t- come check it out um it's free so you know you got nothing to lose all you got right now is time so <laughs> you as well. knowledge is sexy people knowledge is sexy all right to spend more time with me you can find me at succulentliving.com you can follow me on all of my social media platforms under Gaia Morissette or Empress Gaia And don't forget, you can find this awesome podcast, My Orgasmic Life, on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And we now have our own app. So you can never, you can go, wherever your phone is, you can always have me with you, (laughs) no matter where you go (laughs) in the world. (laughs) I love it. And thank you so much, Cassandra, for this juicy conversation. And um, that's it. That's all, audience. Till our next show. (laughs) Bye-bye.